welcome you, Valley Church. Uh, we are uh, planning to just go right into God's Word, but I just want to thank you, and you know, really, I'm just excited to be being able to spend this time with you in this morning, and um, I wanted to uh, uh, remind you that you can, uh, I'm going to try to be sending out um, uh, worship songs that you guys can join in during the week, and just just be listening to those songs and uh, and just be worshiping to them. Um, as I was preparing this message, I, those were the songs that came to me, and it was just Holy Spirit and Waymaker and King of My Heart. And in each of those songs, uh, it talks about how God leads us, how He takes us. And, and today, I'm going to be talking about how God is uh, our comforter, that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Um, and... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm going to just begin us in prayer, and then I want to sing, uh, "God, you are so good." And if you know the words, it's a simple phrase, "God, you are so good." And then we just repeat it. If you just sing it uh, with me in your homes, I love to praise and worship God before we go into God's word. And so, um, just jo- join me in that, um, and. Um, I'm excited for that. And so just bow your heads with me. Jesus, thank you so much because you are good. Thank you, Jesus, that you, um, you are with us wherever we go, through the mountains, through the valleys. And then when you are bringing us home, God, um, you are with us. You lead us. And I, I ask you, Lord, that those who are joining in, that you, you would... Um, who are listening from afar or maybe g- going to listen this to this um, later in the day, God, that, that your presence would be tangible, God, that they would experience you in, in a deep way, God. We just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so if you just join with me, I'm just going to sing uh, just that first verse of God, you are so good. God... You are so good, God, you are so good, God, you are so good, you're so good to me. Again, God, you are so good. God, you are so good. God, you are so good. You're so good to me. A new line. Jesus answers prayers. Jesus answers prayers. Jesus answers prayers. He's so good to me. God, you are so good. God, you are so good. God, you are so good. You're so good to me. I love that song. I love singing that song. And it's always good. It was that song and Bless the Lord, O My Soul. Those were the songs that I was singing this week that, that God just kept bringing to my mind. And, and it's, it's about being in the secret place. It's, it's about being in God's presence um, day by day. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you that um, when you give, when you when you give your time in worship, God responds. As you spend time with Him, He responds, and um, His presence is so strong. When I was preparing this message, like I got to this one part when I was when I was studying about the Holy Spirit, that God's presence just came upon me, and and I and I just was I just sat there and uh, I, I was just enjoying Him, just being in His presence. And, and what it's like being in his presence is like there's like a weight that comes upon you. That word for glory is weight. And so when you feel God's glory on you, you just, you just enjoy him in the moment. 
And so, you know, it's like it, when you have kids and, and, and you just love them and, and they just come and they spend time with you, you just want to just enjoy uh, their company. And, and that's what it's like when we um, spend time with God in His presence. Uh, today, um, I just want to remind you that, um, that, uh, that we uh, are still uh, doing our, our announcements on the website. And so if you would just, uh, after the service, just go check us out at valleychurchak.org. And uh, we, I have two microphones on, and so we're going to re- be recording the sermon. And, uh, and then um, as we're going through the, um, the scriptures, uh, Isaiah is going to be typing in the scriptures uh, through India, India's account, India Busby's account. And um, so just be looking for those scriptures if, if you need anything. And then also, you know, be interactive if, if, you, if you can't re- remember um, the, uh, Jenna's pointing at me. What, what are you? Oh, who says hi? Hey, Ann, how's it going? Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. And uh, and so I was just letting everybody know to um, be chiming in. You can type in, uh, you know, hello or what scripture was that? And um, and Isaiah uh, on India's account will be typing in the scriptures and 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 so forth like that. Um, I also want to encourage you to give and uh, to give online, and you can just visit our, our webpage and uh, just click giving, and um, and and as you give your your tithes and your offerings, um, it's just helping us um, as we're we're able to put this on Facebook Live and and just buy the right equipment to to have the right audio and and um, and continue to uh, to bless those uh, missionaries that we're supporting and. Um, and, and love ink and and that sort of thing. I wanted to read a scripture from the Passion Translation, Second um, Corinthians nine seven through eight, and it says, "Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with." every form of grace, so that you will have more than enough of everything. Every moment in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. And so that's what it's like when you give. When you give, God gives back to you. Uh, When you spend time in God's presence, he responds by giving you peace. He sets things in order through your day. When we give our finances, our first fruits to him, he blesses us and he, he protects us. And, and, and God is our provision. God is our comfort. And, and so as we go through God's word um, today, again, I'm going to be going through Psalms 23, uh, 1 through 6. And I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard. And the reason I always say the, the, the version is, you know, when I was younger, I'd, I'd always listen to these preachers and they'd be reading and I'd be like, what? What version are they reading from? And so it's just one of the things I think about. And so um, I'm using multiple translations, so um, just be looking for that. Um, From season to season, Jesus brings us from our mountains to a mountain and through the valleys. And we experience God's presence and Really, when I was studying Psalms 23, what God was showing me was was that God brings us from season to season, and he leads us through valleys and then up to mountaintop experiences. But then, as he leads us, he leads us back from the mountain, back into the valley, and then back to the the home uh, ranch, the home uh, if we're... we're like David reading this scripture, he likens himself to a sheep and, and he's, he's letting God be his shepherd. And so um, when we read this psalm, if we're new to this and new to reading the Bible and we're, we're just learning about this, when, when, David's, when David was writing this psalm, he was writing this as a king. And what he was doing was he was looking back at what it was like to be a shepherd. 
and and you see like he just uses six verses to concisely put together what it was like when you're a shepherd as i was studying this you you do the same thing over and over you're watching after your sheep you're you're being present and aware of of present dangers and um and you're looking for the best pathways and 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 David he's able to concisely put together the the different transitions uh of of this psalm and um it and it's an exciting psalm for me and for a lot of us who walk with God for a while because we can always come back to this psalm as a psalm that refreshes us to remind us that that we're not the ones in control that God is the one who's in control and if we will put our trust in him he will actually take care of us and and so just if you're uh new and and learning about uh Jesus and uh, uh, wanting to know how to follow him. This is a great psalm to, to memorize and, and to really dig deep and, and, and to meditate on this scripture. And so uh, the first half of this psalm is, is talking about a relationship where uh, David, he, he likens himself to a sheep. And, and when you read these first three verses, um, what's happening is if... if if you were like the sheep, you would be telling other sheep of how much care this shepherd gives you. And then the second part of, of the Psalms is, is David's companionship, his fellowship with God, his communion with God. So the first half is, is, is speaking out. This is who my shepherd is. Don't you want a shepherd like this? And then the Four through six is about God. We have this communion. We have this friendship. We have this fellowship, and and um, uh, I I just recognize that you are with me, and so that's kind of the the whole uh, picture, the whole platform of this um, passage. So let me just begin uh, verse one. It says, "A psalm of David." So that's how we know that it's him. The Lord is my shepherd. And right there, it's like the Lord is. The Lord is enough. Is the Lord enough for you? Is he enough? Is he your source? The Lord is. King David, again, is writing this, sharing as a king, looking back at the, the simpler days of being a shepherd, and he's saying, the Lord is enough. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I have all that I want. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And this is how we get this idea that God is really the one in control that, that um, it says that he makes me lie down. So David, even as a king, even as a leader, as a, as a, as a parent, he looks to God because God knows his, his need for rest, his need to find rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He finds the, the right um, nutrients for me. And one of the things I was reading about was uh, early in the morning, the sheep would, if they, if they wake up early enough and they begin to eat the grass of the morning, there's this dew on the grass. And, and when, you, when sheep are going in long stretches to the mountains um, and these, these long drives, there's not always wa- a water supply. But in the morning, there's a dew, and, that, and that, that's where they get their water supply. It's just that dew on that morning grass. And so God is, knows uh, what they need in the morning, throughout the day, and, um, and through the night. It says that he leads me beside quiet waters. So he, he, Jesus is the living water. He knows what we need. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so he knows what we need. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. 
And this is, the, this is the verse that I want us to unpack and just think about. This is what he was bringing to my mind. The Holy Spirit was just showing me this is where we need to rest. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. This is speaking of the Holy Spirit presence, that he comforts us, he guides us. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, one of the things I was learning this week was that in Palestine and in Western ranches, the common practice, like I was talking about, is that in the long summer months, ranchers will take the sheep on long drives up to the mountains. And they do that um, so that as the winter months and the temperatures begin to, to get um, colder, they'll take the, from the mountaintop experience, they will take the sheep and they will bring them back through the valleys and, and the goal is to bring them home to the ranch, to bring them home to safety from the, the raging storms of the winter that can kill a sheep. And, and, and so um, in the valley, the shepherd is really at, its, at, at his most vulnerable moment. He's, he's, he could be attacked by uh, predators or the elements. And... And so it's this idea that the shepherd, he knows the best pathways home. And, and when we think of God's comfort, um, God wants to be our comfort through the mountaintop experience, back through the valley, and as he leads us back home, he wants to be our comfort. And if if we begin to um, allow God to take care of us, um, we learn that this is the way that Jesus uh, lived his life. He, he was fully God and fully man, and he came to earth uh, to, to be a man and, and to die on a cross to, to forgive us of our sins, to create a relationship with God. But Jesus, he emptied himself, and he gave himself fully to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides us, and the Holy Spirit comforts us. And so this comfort, when we see it in the New Testament, the way that we understand comfort is, is when we are consoled, when we are encouraged, the Holy Spirit encourages us. Now, when I was thinking about mountains and... Um, uh, just learning about how does God surround us. Um, he just brought me to Psalms 125, verse 1 through 2. And I'm reading this out of the NIV. And it says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, both now and and forevermore. Now, being from Juneau, whenever we, like, if we work downtown, if we work in Oak Bay, if we work near Costco, whenever you're driving, what do you see? What is all around us? We are surrounded by the most beautiful mountains. We're surrounded, I mean, when it's a sunny day in the wintertime, I mean, I love seeing all the snow on all the mountains. And here David is painting, painting this picture as he is sitting in Jerusalem, looking out, and he's looking at all these hills, and he's, he's saying, these mountains surround me, just like God surrounds me. And so when we think of mountains, What God is showing us is that those who trust in the Lord are founded on the deepest foundations. We, they are founded on the foundations that don't move. 
And what Mount Zion is, is, is where God lives. And, and like God surrounds Jerusalem, God surrounds those who put their trust in God. And so as he leads us into the mountains, into a mountaintop experience, it's not always like taking the tram. You know, when we take the tram, you just punch a ticket in and it just takes us up the mountain. It's not like that. We, it's like you have to walk on the trail all the way up. But God's comfort leads us step by step. He knows exactly what we need through each part of the journey. If, if you remember when David was um, anointed as king, when Samuel came, they had to go find David. David wasn't in the valley with his family. He was in the hills with the sheep. And, and so the higher we climb into the mountains, what we find is that the weather changes more rapidly. I know I've heard stories of even the last couple summers where hikers will see that it's a beautiful day, and when they get up there, the weather changes so quickly. And we, when we go higher, it, things change. And, and that can be likened to if you've ever gone through a health scare, like what we're going through right now. And even if you have had a, a friend or a family member go through some type of sickness, you are hanging on by a thread. You, every little thing changes the, the situation. But the thing that we can really relate to is that even in the unknown of what may happen, it's really God's gracious spirit that's right there with us. It's His spirit. If we seek Him, He gives us peace in the moment. And so, in the long summer months, a shepherd, again, will take his sheep on long drives, and the sheep will get thirsty. And it's really the Holy Spirit that anoints. He, he, it says, I believe in the Message Bible, in, in verse 5 of, of Psalms 23, that, that he graciously anoints our head, and, and he takes our drooping head and he gives us life again. And so let me read verse 4 again. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now how are we led by the Holy Spirit's comfort? Just think about that. How are we led by the Holy Spirit's comfort? His word is a support and it's an authority to protect us against deceptions and lies. What happens, we think about this verse, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the deepest darkness, what the word does is it brings light to our situation. It brings light to deception and lies and and what we may not be thinking about when, when we read his word, it's like, no, God is our foundation. God, is, God has led us through our moments of, of, of not knowing what to do. Um, I remember when um, uh, I remember I was, when I went to Montana State, I, um, I didn't... Uh, I, all I wanted to do was become an architect. And when I um, found out that that's not what I wanted to do, I lost my sense of purpose. I, I lost my way, in a sense. And it wasn't until I came back to Christ that I found life again, that I found purpose. And, and, and God brings the... Uh, brings light into our situation to, to guide us through what is the next step. It says in Psalms 21, 27, 1, 
in the New Living Translation. The Lord is my light and my salvation, my deliverance. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. Why should I tremble? Psalms 119.105 says, His word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And so, His rod and His staff is God's word. If we think about Jesus' ministry early on in Matthew 4.4, 4, when, when Jesus was in the wilderness, He was fasting. He, was, he, was, he went on that 40-day fast. Satan came. And he began to tempt Jesus. And it was through the, the authority of God's word that he was able to crush the snake. He was able to crush Satan. And Satan couldn't have any more way in, in, his, in, his, in, in his path. And so, uh, just like in Psalms uh, 91.13, it says that, that we will trample the, co- the cobra and, and um, we will... Uh, overcome the lion. That's what Jesus did. He overcame so we would overcome. And so, um, another thing to be thinking about is that when shepherds um, go through the valleys, they hold on to their staff. They have nothing else to prop them up and so they will take their staff and they will hold it and they will rest their feet and put all their support on this staff and that's what we're doing as we are uh, allowing God's word to wash us and meditate that that even though we may not know what will happen tomorrow God is in our tomorrow because he never changes he's the same yesterday today and forever. And so that is the constant support of Him being our foundation. There was a story of this minister in Africa who uh, was was, uh, taking this tour and he was walking with this shepherd boy. And, And as he was walking, they came up this hill and as they looked down the hill, they saw this group of elephants and thought, oh, wow, this is cool, but we need to keep going. We need to get through this. And so they, they thought, we need to kind of spook them. So what they did was they saw this nearby boulder, um, small rock, um, big enough to, to spook the elephant. So they, this shepherd boy with his uh, staff in his hand and, and this minister and a few others, they rolled this rock down. The hill and, and they pushed it and so it started to, to tumble and in that split moment they saw that there was a snake, a cobra um, sleeping under that rock and it woke up and was about ready to, to, to attack them when the shepherd boy gra- had his stick in his hand and he, and he hit the snake and instantly it was killed and so when we see that David is saying, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Just like this shepherd boy, he, he never took the rod out of his hands. And what that's speaking of is, is God is always looking to protect us. It, 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 it's when he had this covenant, when he created this covenant through Jesus with us, he looks out for us. He looks out for us. And so when we see his, his rod, he is the one supporting us. He has the authority to protect us. And, um, and I just thought it was a, a great image about how just like Jesus conquered this snake in, in the wilderness, that's, that's what he does. He, he conquers Satan for us. And so... Um, Comfort, when we think about comfort, comfort is a specific work of the Holy Spirit. It says in John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And when we think about God's Spirit, the same Spirit that rested on Jesus is inside of us now. 
I want to read you this scripture here. It's just, it ministered to me this week. It says in Isaiah 11, um, 2 through 3 in the ESV, it says, The Spirit of the Lord rested upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might or power, the Spirit of knowledge and the Spirit of the, of the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by what he sees or decide disputes by what his ears hear. And so when you read this verse, it's talking about the Spirit of the Lord. And, and as you read it, you see that there's these seven different spirits, the spirit of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, of might or power, uh, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And as you read it, you're like, well, who are these different spirits? And really what it's speaking to is, is there, there are seven spirits. It's talking about this completion, this perfection, that the, the Holy Spirit is, is the, the perfection, the complete. These seven characteristics are characteristics of the complete character of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, he emptied himself. He became a man, and he let God's Spirit control him. He let God's Spirit lead him and guide him. And so that same Holy Spirit that rested on Jesus, that, that has the spirit of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, of power, enabling power, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, that same spirit is inside of us now. And that is the promise of, of comfort, no matter what valley we go through, what mountaintop experience we go through. And as he leads us back through the valley and back home, he is there to comfort us. God's spirit comforts us. It talks about this in, in Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. Um, John 15, 26 says, But I will send you an advocate, the spirit of truth, and he will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. So the, the Holy Spirit is only speaking what Jesus is leading him to say. And we see in Scripture that the Word of God is Jesus. And, and so in every situation, every crisis, especially this crisis that we're facing, we can find comfort today. And all we have to do is we, we just have to ask, Holy Spirit, I want to yield to you. I want you to lead me. And so John 16, 7 says, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And so that's the reason why Jesus left us, so that we would believe on Jesus, but that also that we would have this promise that no matter what situation, whether whatever crisis comes our way, that the Holy Spirit would comfort us, that He would lead us into all truth. Truth, again, is light. Right now, there's chaos in the world. But God's light, God brings foundation to our crises. And so that's why we can come boldly to God's throne of grace, to find mercy he is a gracious God to find mercy and uh, to find grace to help in time of need. One of the things is we, we want to remember the benefits of being able to come to God. He forgives our sins. He heals our diseases. He rescues us from our own pit. We, we, we learn as uh, in this psalm that the sheep can, can get off track. They can, they can choose their own path. Um, and, and Jesus will come and rescue us, even out of the wandering heart that we may have when we, we, we don't go the right path. Jesus will come rescue us. He says that he will rescue us from those pits. And so... He is tender and He is merciful. He fills our life with good 
and he renews us. Psalms 103, 2-5 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. David's remembering God's goodness. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from the death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I want to read this other scripture. I didn't print it out, but I'm going to read it. And one great resource is Bible Gateway, where you can look up different versions and and read scripture. But it says in Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31, Have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. Young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when we read that scripture, when he says even though David is is speaking to this companionship, this friendship that he has with his shepherd, this love and and care that he knows his shepherd has for him. And so it's talking about togetherness. Let me read it from the Passion Translation. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. And so the shepherd always knows the gentle pace of when the sheep and when new lambs come. He knows the pace. When you think about the Israelites leaving Egypt, Moses didn't just like take off running He knew the pace that there were old men and women. There were young children, but then there were young men and women. And so there was a pace that God would would take the people. And just like that, there's a pace that God takes us through. He doesn't give us this comfort so that it's just for ourselves, but he gives us comfort so that we can help those in time of need, so that we can look out for those in need. It says in 2 Corinthians 1.4 in the message, He, God, comes alongside of us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, He brings us alongside someone who is going through the hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. And so really, in this time, if we think about it, you know, we're all at home. We're doing church online. God is bringing us to, back to the basics. Prayer. Prayer, we, we do prayer in, in our quiet place, in our secret place. We, we praise God. We, we, we thank Him for all the things, the good He does in our life. And then we worship Him. We worship Him. And in that place of praying, He, he reminds us, he reminds us of the good He's doing in our life. And we sing new songs from that, of how good He is. And the, the basics of loving one another. We, God gives us His comfort so that we can comfort others. And so it's so uh, imperative that we uh, stay connected that we join this Facebook Live. This is one way we're trying to work out other ways where we can stay connected. But God wants us to stay connected. So text somebody, call someone, ask them how are they doing. 
We, we want to love one another. That, that is um, the, the very basis of the gospel is loving one another. And, and so God is just bringing us back to the basics so, so that we know what our foundation is and who our foundation is. So God's, God gives us comfort to comfort others within the fellowship of believers. It says in 2 Corinthians 1, 5-7, We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no one more so than the good times of His healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. Verse 6 and 7, When we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. If we are treated well, given a helping hand, an encouraging word, that also works to your benefit, spurring you on, face forward, unflinching. Your hard times are also our hard times. Paul is encouraging the Corinth church. And when we see that you're just as willing to endure the hard times as to enjoy the good times, we know you're going to make it, no doubt about it. And so the deepest darkness can be a good image of someone who may not know Jesus as their Savior. There's a joy that we have knowing that God is going to bring us home. That Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Now, for somebody who doesn't know that, they don't, may not understand that joy that we have. And, and the way that we can understand this deepest darkness is, is kind of like the example of, of how I, I left and I went to Mon Montana State. I thought my dreams were in architecture, in, in finding this job that I, I thought I needed and that I, I really wanted. It was a heart's desire. And we can, we can chase things. We can chase success. We can chase finances more and more. We can, we can chase um, uh, music and sports. And we can chase these things but ultimately, they may never bring us comfort. And so God shows us is that, that we can chase these things, but only He can satisfy us with the, the, the comfort that we are seeking. And so in every human, there is a hunger to be satisfied. And so that's why we need this relationship, God. We need this relationship with Jesus who leads us and His Spirit who guides us. Um, it says in John 6, 35, in the Passion Translation, Jesus said to him, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you'll never be hungry. So we, we can find everything we need when we come to Jesus. We're hungry for to be satisfied. He says, believe in me and you will never be thirsty. And so God's presence can be our home. He can be, it could be our comfort, our rest. Jesus, he satisfies our hunger for meaning and purpose in life. Only in a relationship with our creator do we find this true meaning and purpose in our life. God gave me purpose when I rededicated my life to God when I came back to Juno. He gave me life and purpose. And, and He satisfies our hunger for, for life beyond death. And, and one of the things, if we're honest, most people, they don't want to die. They want to keep on living. They find that as they get older, they become wiser and they, they understand life. And, and they don't want to think about dying. And, and we long to survive after death. And only through Jesus Christ do, do we find this eternal life. And, and, and so Jesus, he satisfies our hunger for forgiveness. If we're honest, we, we could all admit that we all do things that we know are wrong. But by his death on the cross, Jesus made it possible for us to be forgiven and brought back into relationship with God. And so 
it says in, in Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says in the Amplified Version, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe your, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, him being made righteous, freed from the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. And so when we confess that Jesus is Lord, and that he died and he rose again, when we believe in that, then, then we find salvation, we find deliverance, and we have this hope that God has given us uh, eternal life. Now, there may be somebody who may be listening who doesn't know God, and I'm just going to lead us in, a, in a, a prayer of how do you receive Jesus, and uh, how do you begin to walk uh, and follow him? And so, just if you would, close your eyes if you're listening to this. And, and what we're praying is, we just say, Dear Lord, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of my sins. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And so to wrap this all up, God is the one who, who guides us into the mountains where the weather changes but God's spirit remains the same. And if you are listening in and, and this is new to you, we trust that God is our home. That no matter where we are, whether it is the mountain or the valleys or when Jesus comes back again, he is our home. And he's the one who is our foundation that we can stand on. And so the shelter of God surrounds those who put their trust in Jesus. And so a way to think about this is that as you're driving down Egan and, and you're looking at the mountains, that's like God surrounding you. God is like a shelter that shelters you. And you don't have to be afraid because he surrounds you because where his spirit is, that's where God's presence is. Psalms 125 again says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. God doesn't take us into our mountains just to leave us and, and let us just experience it for ourselves. He takes us into our mountains and back into the valley so that we can lead others in understanding this comfort that we have, this joy that we have in deepest darkness. And so, like a good shepherd, Jesus is there. He is really there. I stole that from State Farm. Uh, and... Uh, and so as a shepherd leans on his staff, he is, uh, I don't know, maybe that was corny. <laughs> uh, just bear with me. Uh, just like this staff, we have to, we want to lean on this staff. We want to lean on it. And um, his word is, is a twofold support. It's a support and a protection. And, and it's an authority over our life. That when we speak God's word out, it protects us. <laughs> Somebody writing it. Okay, I'm going to just stay focused. Um, and so I want to wrap this up by just saying that God is your comfort. And that you can find rest in God 
and um, and he is with you wherever you go. Um, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the deepest darkness, that light in Psalms 27.1 is his word. He, his word is there to protect us. Remember that in Isaiah 11, 2 through 3, that those seven spirits, it's the perfection. It is the completion of God's Holy Spirit. And that same spirit that rested on Jesus lives within us. So we can ask, Holy Spirit, I surrender. I don't want to try to take control anymore. I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. You are my home. You are my resting place. I take joy in you. Let me just wrap up in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you that you are still good and you are faithful in every way. God, I just pray right now that you would lead us this week as we have to drive and go to work maybe or we're working from home, if we step outside that we would look at the mountains and we look at those mountains and how they surround us and we would remember that that's what you were like. Your, your strength and your authority protects us like those mountains. You shelter us, God. And wherever we are, you are there. And, and we, we lift up our families. We lift up um, those who are in need, who may not even know who you are, Jesus. I pray that you would give us boldness. You would give us that spirit of wisdom of how to talk with them and how to uh, love on them and, and how to uh, pray for them. God, I, I lift up Valley Church and I pray your protection over us. I ask you, Lord, that you would lead us step by step, little by little, through each uh, season, each way. God, be our comfort in this time. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to remind you that uh, we're recording this sermon, and so you can find it on valleychurchak.org. And, um, and then we're going to keep it, uh, this video, on the Facebook Live uh, account for Valley Church on Facebook. Um, and um, and be, um, also remind you to, to give, to uh, to give online, we have that open, or you can mail your checks uh, to 9741 Mendenhall Loop Road, Juneau, Alaska, 99801, uh, if you're, if you're uh, sending checks. And so uh, just address to Valley Church. Um, we lo- I love you, and uh, thanks for joining uh, with me, and, and, and Jen is in the back laughing at me, and uh, 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 in all... In all goodness, God is with us, Valley Church, and and he's going to continue to lead us. And um, I believe that this is is God leading us. He he is teaching us how to find comfort in these times. Um, And remember to uh, reach out to those who who may not know this hope. Um, I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Enjoy God. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy this time. Um, God is with you. I love you. Bye-bye.